we all are aware that in healthcare, resources are really scarce. It's hard to find cybersecurity professionals, and that means it might be difficult to get some of the benefits out of those tools. So to this end, uh, I think that healthcare organizations are going to continue to change their model. Hi, I'm Marianne Bohr with HIMSS. Today I'm joined by Steve Cagle, the CEO of Clearwater. And today we'll be talking about being cyber resilient in a rocky risk landscape. Before we start, I want to say thank you to Clearwater for sponsoring this podcast. Now, Steve, thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Marianne. Thanks for having me today. Of course. Can you please tell us a little about Clearwater and about what you do with for healthcare? Sure, that'd be great. Uh, well, Clearwater provides cybersecurity, compliance, and privacy solutions to the healthcare industry. And this includes consulting, managed services, and also the uh, IRM Pro software, one of the uh, leading providers of risk management software for healthcare. Our mission at Clearwater is to enable our customers to achieve their missions by moving them to a more secure, compliant, and resilient state. And the way we do that is by providing our clients with the capabilities they need to better identify and assess their cybersecurity risks, and also to implement and execute cybersecurity and compliance programs that address their changing needs. And we like to uh, think about going beyond telling them where the risk is and actually helping them to reduce it. So that enables them to be more efficient in their overall security operations, which we think is really essential for healthcare in today's environment. Excellent. Now, uh, Steve, what's happening in healthcare right now that necessitates that major shift in cybersecurity strategy? Yeah, well, I, I think, as, as you know, healthcare is going through a, a fairly rapid transformation, and much of that transformation is really being made possible due to new technology. There are uh, exciting applications available, for example, that are driving disease prevention or helping us to better manage chronic health conditions. We see a lot of innovation with technology related to delivering effective patient care with new delivery models uh, that are being deployed at sometimes at scale by investment firms, which are scaling healthcare providers to become larger physician practice management organizations. A lot of these groups are leveraging technology as a key part of their business strategy. Uh, technology is driving better patient engagement, is uh, driving better compliance with care at home, and it's improving the overall patient experience. Uh, telehealth and remote patient monitoring is reducing time that patients have to spend in the office. It's also reducing costs and providing more consistent communication and uh, increasing the speed at which a patient can actually receive treatment as well as helping with intervention. So all of these things are, are great. Uh, they're terrific benefits. They're being driven by technology, but with all that new technology comes more data and also creates the risk of more harm to patients and to their data. So we have a, an ever-growing uh, attack surface. There's more data, there's more applications, there's more endpoints. And healthcare providers are, are really beginning to share this sensitive information with more third parties and fourth parties. Not only has the amount of data increased, but the systems that create and transmit that data are also becoming more critical to care delivery. And healthcare providers, as, as we've seen, have become more dependent on this technology to deliver that patient care experience that patients expect to receive. Um, so while all that's happening, we also have cyber criminals targeting healthcare more than any other industry out there because of the value of the data and because of the relative weaknesses of healthcare cyber defenses. And there have been more ransomware attacks, according to the FBI, on healthcare than any other industry. So keeping systems up and running, I think we all would agree, and protecting that data 
it's become an essential need from a business perspective and, and healthcare providers need to do that in order to achieve their mission. So what all that means is that we have to mature as an industry. We have to improve the way that we're assessing risk and the way that we're managing risk. And we have to really view cyber risk as a key business risk and go beyond the uh, high level checklists and compliance view of cybersecurity. We really need to understand where all of our information is, what are the critical information systems, what are the crown jewels in our organization, and make sure that we're doing that on an ongoing basis. It's really critical that we're assessing risk, responding to risk, and managing that on an ongoing basis in order to address that concern. Absolutely. Now, how is threat detection and response going to change how healthcare can be more cyber resilient? Well, threat, threat detection and response is, is definitely important. Uh, and a key part of being resilient. And un- unfortunately, uh, this is an area where many organizations still struggle to be effective. And I think what we've seen uh, a lot of over the last several years is that many healthcare organizations have bought a lot of tools and they've been very focused on on the technologies and some of the features that they provide. And, and you know, while they've bought all these tools, many of them, many organizations have not uh, effectively implemented them or they may not be configured uh, appropriately so that they're actually getting true value out of those investments. So we all are aware that in healthcare, resources are really scarce. It's hard to find cybersecurity professionals, and that means it might be difficult to get some of the benefits out of those tools. So to this end, uh, I think that healthcare organizations are going to continue to change their model. They're probably going to be less focused on the specific tools and features and, and more focused on the outcomes of, of what they actually need uh, and partnering with uh, other organizations that can provide them with the services they need to supplement some of those gaps that they have in, in resources. And, you know, the challenge of cybersecurity is becoming more complex every single day. Healthcare organizations are, are really going to need to have that domain expertise and supplement those internal resources to make sure they're, they're able to respond to those threats and able to manage that risk on an ongoing basis. Right. Now, as a follow-up to that, you know, how can we get the attention of your executive leaders and the board to help fund that cybersecurity program? Yeah, that's that's key. That's a big challenge, I think, for anyone who's leading an organization is how do I really get the uh, executives to understand the risk? And, and I think the first step to that is by establishing cybersecurity as a business risk, again, making that connection to how important the technology is in order to support the business. Um, you know, business decisions made by boards and by executives are typically made by supported uh, with supporting uh, data and supporting analysis of that data. So that's the way we should approach cybersecurity risk the same way. When uh, you're going for an investment to your board, you really need to have the data to back up that request. And that information that's being provided needs to be uh, high quality and it needs to be based on the specific situation in your organization. And, and it, I think the, the best way to do that uh, is again, to have a, a very comprehensive risk analysis that is enterprise-wide and that considers the risks to your specific information systems. What are the risks that are facing your business? Uh, That's something that that we've helped our clients do. That's one of the things that our IRM analysis software facilitates along with our our consulting services and enables organizations to inventory all their applications with EPHI or other sensitive data, as well as those that are really critical for the business to understand the specific vulnerabilities and threats that are facing those systems and to assess how effective their controls are. And while there are technical details and findings that come out of that process, 
There's also executive level dashboards, which is really important because we want to be able to communicate to our executives and to our board at, in a way that they understand and they can appreciate that. Um, so it's uh, something that really uh, is important to do is to have that thorough risk analysis and then also to have actionable findings. What are the things that we can do to actually optimize security investments? Because that's really what executives want to hear, what boards want to hear. Where are our biggest risks? What are the investments that we can make that we get the biggest bang for our buck? And how do we stretch those limited resources as quickly as possible? And again, it's something you can achieve and can be done through that process. That's a great way to frame it. Now, for those who are HIPAA focused, how do you get leadership to expand and support the organization for those day-to-day cyber risk changes? Yeah, that's a really important point as well. So, you know, from HIPAA is, 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 of course, something that we all need to be concerned with, we have to comply with. Um, but really, I think what what a lot of leaders are concerned about today is, is ransomware and uh, the effect of a breach. HIPAA, of course, or not complying with HIPAA can, can be a real challenge. Um, but, you know, that that is something that is getting people's attention is the risk to our business. So we, we know that breaches in healthcare cost an average of $10 million, according to the Poneman Institute, and that's up over 40% over the last two years. Uh, 25% of healthcare organizations that experienced a ransomware attack were forced to completely halt operations. And 24% of healthcare providers reported an increase in mortality rates following uh, a ransomware attack. So when you look at those statistics, those are very impactful. And I think those are things that can really um, get executives and other leaders, other risk owners on board that there needs to be close management of this risk. A, A really good way to involve uh, business people and executives is to conduct a business impact analysis or BIA. And when we conduct a business impact analysis in a hospital, we're working directly with the business leaders, with the people that are involved in the clinical operations, in the administrative operations. It's not just IT security. It's not just the technical people. We're actually going in and mapping out their business process. And then we're looking at all the different technologies and systems that support their process. And we're asking them, what, what happens if these technologies go down? How are you going to continue to operate? What are the dependencies? What are the things that you need to bring back online first? And what is the cost or potential impact to patient care if these systems are not available? So we look at, at that technology from a business perspective. And, and then from there, we can establish recovery time. We can establish the appropriate recovery point objectives, giving the business an opportunity to get engaged in that discussion is a great way for them to better understand how important it is to secure the technologies that support their business process. It's great to have those numbers in hand. Now, Steve, most large hospitals and health systems have been building larger budgets for threat detection and response. So how can they work with their partners and vendors and business associates to kind of get to a level where they feel more comfortable working with them on this? Yeah, it's important to work with your partners, right? It's important to work with partners, we think, that understand the healthcare industry and that have experience in both the technologies as well as the environment of healthcare, right? Limited resources in an environment where we're delivering care to patients and we have to be mindful of what that means in terms of the potential impact of the technologies. And then there's the compliance requirements as well, which are also unique to healthcare. So as a partner to the healthcare industry, uh, vendors can really share their best practices. They can share those experiences uh, from other customers. They can bring customers together. That's really what a true partnership is about. It's not just providing the technology or the service, but it's actually providing it in a way that adds significant value and, and helps in the long term. 
Uh, so what I would I would recommend is work closely with your partners to really explain to them what your business needs are and, and have a real good business discussion about what your budget is, what your constraints are. You know, how are you going to go to the board, ask for these budgets? And then how are you going to implement and execute and manage these services or technologies on an ongoing basis and leverage all that experience that that, that vendor can provide to you? Those relationships are so important. So, Steve, of course, there are many angles to address cybersecurity. Now, what percentages do you think organizations should dedicate to IT compliance, to operational security, to threat detection and to risk management? Yeah, that's that's a question that, that's, that's hard to answer. I think it's difficult to uh, to put a number on, on how much an organization should spend on, on any particular area because all of them are important, right? And, and too often we see healthcare organizations not necessarily focusing enough time and energy on uh, having a thoughtful analysis of, of where that spending should be. You know, the tendency might be to go out and buy the latest and greatest tool or to, you know, invest very heavily in a particular area for, for one reason or the other. Um, but really, again, what it comes down to is making those investments in areas where you have the most risk. And, you know, we know that healthcare is very constrained. Again, I mentioned resources earlier, but also financially. Um, it's been really impactful, of course, during during the pandemic. Reimbursements are down, expenses are up, labor is up, right? It's it's very expensive to operate uh, in this environment. So we have to be really thoughtful about where we're, we're making investments as an organization. And, and once again, uh, doing that risk analysis and, and really getting down to a assessment of, of where your, the particular needs are, the organization is a really good way to optimize that limited uh, security budget. Absolutely. Now, could you tell us a little bit about your recent acquisition of TechLock? Now, what makes them different from other MDR companies and why is this key for Clearwater customers? Sure. Well, we're we're extremely excited uh, with both uh, the TechLock acquisition as well as with our merger with uh, Synergistec. And uh, we're already seeing uh, synergies from both of those partnerships. So to answer your question on the uh, the TechLock uh, tech side of things, one of the things that makes TechLock and really now Clearwater different from other MDR providers is that we combine security management, threat detection, and compliance as a managed service. So really addressing all those needs that healthcare organizations have in a service to drive greater value. Uh, our proprietary work technology provides orchestration and optimization across these different areas. And as a result, it provides our customers with greater insights as well as uh, greater protection. Uh, so we're really excited to be combining these capabilities as well with uh, Clearwater's other services uh, and to do that in a way that really uh, we feel and our customers uh, are telling us will unlock significant value for them. Um, just on quickly on the, the Synergistec uh, merger, you know, we're also very excited with that as well. Synergistec is now a wholly owned subsidiary of Clearwater and Clearwater and Synergistic have really come together to create a true leader in the healthcare cybersecurity compliance space. We now serve over 500 healthcare customers across the healthcare ecosystem. And we think the combination of these three companies coming together is really going to combine, again, that those consulting services, managed detection response services, our IRM Pro software, really complementary offerings that are all important for our customers. And, and being able to provide that through a single partner, we expect to create a lot of value for the industry. This really sounds like a great opportunities are opening up. Now, Steve, if our listeners want to find out more about this, find out more about what Clearwater can do for them, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. Well, they, they can uh, certainly uh, visit our website at clearwatercompliance.com. 
of course, feel free to email me directly, steve.cagle at clearwatercompliance.com. And, uh, you know, we're, we're very happy to sit down talk a little bit about what your current situation is, explore other ways that we've worked with other customers to uh, solve similar challenges, share best practices. And I'll, I'll also mention we have a, a, just a tremendous amount of, of educational content that's available in our uh, knowledge center in our website as well, and, and usually have about one educational webinar per week. So, you know, great great resource to uh, to visit, get some information, and again, would be great to uh, speak with you as well if you have any specific questions or needs. Terrific. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your insights. And special thanks to Clearwater for sponsoring this podcast. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Thanks so much.